Fantasy Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed at GaryAshton.com. So, too, will Superbook Sports. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, in the Superbook Sports app. You can bet on baseball, football, college, uh, basketball right around the corner, hockey as well, every major sport at Superbook Sports. True Map Fitness, where you go to get your fitness journey started. All great kind, all kinds of different ways for you to work out. Looks like the Browns just got a turnover on the defensive side of the ball. Bengals really struggling. You can get your fitness goals turned over and get them started at TrueMapFitness.com. And of course, Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience in the industry. 2023 model year Fords available right now at TwoRiversFord.com. So, trade deadline ahead at 3 p.m. tomorrow. MB says, I like your costume, the fake mustache, beard, and nose is a nice look. Uh, you know, I mean, I uh, probably could have done a little more for Halloween. I've got I've got some a uh, couple of things I guess I could have done. I just, you know, I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have, uh, I don't decorate. I'm not really into all that. I'm kind of lame when it comes to holidays. I don't want to have to mess with it. There's nobody else here at the house for me to have to mess with it other than the cats. They don't really give a shit. So, you know, we don't really mess around with Halloween. In fact, I've been actively, as I said earlier, I've been actively avoiding my door because I even forgot to get candy uh, on the way back from uh, back from Houston when I landed at about 9.05 ahead of a 10 a.m. radio show this morning. Either way, so let's talk about the trade deadline. They are looking at a couple of different things. Now, one in particular that was brought up about five days ago, six days ago, was the prior opportunity to trade for Robert Quinn, who was formerly of the Chicago Bears, then went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Rich get richer in a circumstance where you're starting to see some buyers snatch some players up. And so you're looking around and saying, okay, Tennessee's five and two. They're five straight wins, three and oh in the division. All they can do is better themselves ahead of the deadline. They can afford to be buyers if they so choose. They are in a great possible position to try and make some deals in a way that they don't typically do them in season. But when I saw the trade for Roquan Smith today from the Bears to the Ravens, Bears who are obviously getting a retool or starting to retool for the 2023 season already eight weeks in, you know, I saw this, I saw the reporting and I was listening to Rapsheet talk about it on the NFL Network and it got my brain kind of working about what it is that the Titans are currently sniffing around. A massive, massive trade for the Baltimore Ravens who have just agreed to terms with the Chicago Bears for star defender and captain Roquan Smith. This was to be one of the linchpins of Matt Eberflus's defense at who's emerged as one of the best young linebackers in the NFL. And now he is traded to the Ravens in exchange for a second rounder and a fifth rounder. This coming draft, general manager Eric Tacosta has never met a trade. He would not consider. He clearly early target uh, targeted early. Roquan Smith is someone who would come in, fit right in on his defense. Remember, Tom, they had C.J. Mosley several years ago. Let him go in free agency. Never quite replaced him. Certainly, they have more than done that with this big trade right here. 
So I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take here on the primetime show. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What position do you think the Titans are most likely to trade for? Let me know in the comment section. Because there you hear Rappaport breaking down the trade details on Roquan Smith to the Ravens. The Ravens trying to bolster their defense, trying to make some moves. They obviously got a win on Thursday night football against the Bucks. They are now 5-3. and three. What position are the Titans most likely to trade for? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience possible. Your team may not be a buyer at the deadline, but you can enjoy a fast, easy, and fun buying process when you go to check out their 2023 model year Fords. Whether you're looking for an Explorer, an F-150, an Escape, or Expedition, Two Rivers Ford has any number of vehicles available for you to test drive. You can custom order yours the way that I did last year with my 2022 Ford Explorer. You can call one of their non-commissioned salespeople and get the the car buying process started today at 1-800-900-1000. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what position are they most likely to trade for? So the answer is none. <laughs> the real answer is probably none. And as I, uh, I was just, I was, you know, I was texting a couple of people around the league and kind of just trying to get a temperature of things before we popped on the primetime show because I knew we were obviously going to be trade deadline heavy tonight and probably tomorrow with a lot of things moving around the league. And and the the answer that I got back from the majority of people was, yeah, you know, I mean, they're doing due diligence on things, but you know, it's all quiet on the uh, on the southeastern front right now right like they're just kind of they're laying low they're sniffing around a couple things they've sniffed around a couple of things moves that have already been made that they were interested in potentially but that they didn't end up doing and so when I saw the nugget from uh or rather the uh what do you want to call it it wasn't he wasn't reporting that the Titans had looked into uh into Robert Quinn but Albert Breer said he would be surprised if the Titans did not look into Robert Quinn And so the position that I continue to get back every time I ask people, it's not tackle, it's not wide receiver. They've been more interested in edge rushers around the deadline right now. Now, the reality of the situation is there's not a lot of teams that are looking to give up good pass rushers. There's two positions defensively that you can never have enough of, corner and edge guys, right? Nobody in the league has enough of them, and you continue to try to add them where you see fit. The deal for uh, for Philadelphia and Chicago with Robert Quinn made a lot of sense because Philly, you know, smelled desperation. They're trying to get Robert Quinn's contract off the books, Chicago is, and also get draft capital back. Philly's got draft capital to spare. So they said, all right, Chicago, we'll take him off your hands. We'll take his salary too. And you'll take a fourth round pick, which is basically nothing for a guy who had 18 and a half sacks last year. But also, you're going to uh, you're going to eat the money. Like we'll take a little bit of his salary, but you're going to eat the money that he's owed in 2022, while we take on the rest of the contract. Now that would have made sense here in Tennessee, right? Because they've got cap constraints in 2022 right now. They're going to have difficult cap decisions to make heading into 2023 between Jeff Tannehill, Derrick Henry, in the final year of his deal. All these other things around uh, the Tennessee Titans roster construction that are very much in question in the future. So when I heard back edge is the position that they've been most interested, I, I was initially surprised because it kind of works 
counterintuitively, right? If their greatest needs are on offense, wide receiver and tackle, we've been talking about it, shit, since August, since July, since this thing started. And we asked the question, did they do enough at wide receiver and at tackle uh, throughout the course of the, uh, throughout the course of the, um, of the off season and into the season. And even, you know, going so far as to trade for Dennis Daly, a fifth round pick for Dennis Daly. Think about that. Robert Quinn went for a fourth and Dennis Daly went for a fifth. Like think about how, how different the, uh, the value added situation is there for a team that needed a, uh, just any body at offensive tackle and got literally just any body at offensive tackle. Meanwhile, Philadelphia gets a dude who's going to be able to give them meaningful snaps um, and provide incredible depth heading for a potential Super Bowl run. So with all that being said, um, they are they are exploring a couple of different options. One, because they want an insurance policy. Bud Dupree has not been healthy, um, but he has been incredibly active when he's out there. Uh, he has been incredibly important when he's out there. Harold Landry just got paid, but obviously he hasn't been available all year long. They were out there putting Dylan Cole on the edge, rushing the passer because Rashad Weaver had to miss the game with a back injury. All these different things, and still they want more pass rushing depth. I'm going to explain why that logic makes sense for them right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage is where you go for the Intel edge you need to succeed. GaryAshton.com has the best Intel information on all Middle Tennessee properties that you could possibly want. You can be like everybody else. You can compete for the same properties and work with the same information, or you can be smart and go to GaryAshton.com to get the Intel edge you need to succeed, whether you are buying your home or selling your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust at GaryAshton.com. So, it makes sense for them to add edge rushers. One, because if they're hedging their bets against Bud, there are some options out there now that make sense. Now, Bradley Chubb is really the only notable name. Like, there are other names out there, but Bradley Chubb is the only other name, like real legitimate name that I think people would get excited about just because you recognize him, and he's obviously very good at what he does and um, you know, still performing at a high level for a Denver defense that is pulling their weight in ways that the offense is clearly not. But after the Broncos won in London against the Jags who blew it, holy hell, Joe Burrow just got thrown to the ground on second down in the uh, two-minute drill right now in this game, down 8 nothing, um, less 53 seconds left on the clock. Um, but you look at the uh, – as pass rush gets home yet again and derails a quarterback who uh, one would think is going to be very, very critical – it is to impact. So they're sniffing around, they're sniffing around, and Bradley Chubb is a legitimate point of discussion. Broncos win, though, on Sunday morning, and it becomes a less feasible situation because, I, and I don't know that the Titans have called Denver specifically, but I know that Denver has been fielding calls on Bradley Chubb specifically. Now, what it would take to get him, who's to say? If teams were out here offering two first-rounders for Brian Burns, who is a good player, I like Brian Burns. It's nonsensical to think that he's worth two first-rounders. Then what would Bradley Chubb, somebody with a more proven track record, theoretically be worth quite a bit at that point? I don't think the Titans would trade for Bradley Chubb anyway, but these are the kind of deals that they're doing due diligence on. 
ultimately the answer is, yeah, they're probably not going to trade for anybody. They seem content to patchwork this thing together on offense. And, you know, I say that now into a microphone and in five hours or seven hours or nine hours from now, something will have changed. And by tomorrow morning, they'll have done a deal for somebody. I don't know. These things are super fluid. And to be able to try and uh, predict them or, or, you know, do anything beyond informed discussion around them is really a, a waste of time, I feel. But I do think that what their outlook is on this is, hey, Offense is what the offense is. We're going to run the football, and we're just going to have to play better defense. So how do we play better defense? Well, we become more effective at effective at getting after the quarterback. Ironically enough, enough, the Titans are already a top three pressure rate defense. They've got 137 total quarterback pressures this year. 19 sacks. Sacks, okay, whatever. I don't, I mean, sacks matter, I guess, but they're not really the most important number to look at when it comes to the evaluation of a defense. Sacks matter for the pass rush as a whole, but for the individual impact, you're looking at pressures, quarterback hits, quarterback hurries, all these different things that account into the pass rush itself. And sacks just happen to be an easy number to put in front of those things. But 137 total quarterback pressures through these seven games that they've played, it is a uh, it is a really, really impressive job that they've done, and they've done it all without Harold Landry all year long. So their logic is, well, we'll just go ahead and continue to cave in quarterbacks. And if we can make their life worse by adding somebody who can give us meaningful press con- or uh, pa- press conference, pass rush snaps, can give us meaningful pass rush snaps, then we're already playing to our advantage. Um, Kyle Jones says, Buck, what's the word on Will Fuller? He would be a good fit for the Titans. He would be a nice deep threat, th- uh, nice deep threat for them. Well, no, that's nonsense. He wouldn't be a nice deep threat for them. He wouldn't be a nice deep threat for anybody. Kyle Fuller, or rather Will Fuller, remains without a job um, because he is no longer a good professional football player and also because he retired as of last week. Um, and I was hoping that we would I would not see any more Will Fuller commentary. I haven't seen any for a while, sure enough. We got one on a Monday night. It's not your fault, Kyle. It's my job to monitor these things on a daily basis. Not yours, but yes, Will Fuller mercifully retired, so I don't ever want to hear his name again. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, Bengals, terrible missed field goal opportunity. Evan, McPher- Evan McPherson since the Super Bowl run. He's not been all that reliable. Um, shouldn't have stayed out there during halftime of the Super Bowl show, buddy. Tough scene. Anyway, 615. I almost just gave out the number like I'm doing the radio show. I don't know what I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We used to do the I'm not tired yet thing. I'm telling, I came home. I tried to take a nap after I got back from radio today when my, I, you know, I brought my luggage to the radio station because I Ubered right. Anyway, you don't want to hear these excuses. I'm just going to have to do better throughout the course of tonight's show. So, long story short, Titans are interested in pass rushers. Does a deal end up getting done? I don't think so. We will continue to see how these uh, situations develop ahead of the 3 p.m. Central deadline for these deals to be made official. But if you're looking at any position that they might add, the most likely one is an edge rusher. All right, let's talk about how you'll feel if they don't make a move Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let me know what your reaction would be if the Tennessee Titans did not make a deadline move by 3 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. We'll discuss together right after I tell you about Superbook Sports because that's where you go to get in on the action this season. It doesn't matter what season we are in. Superbook Sports accepts wagers on every major sport 
football, basketball, postseason baseball. We've got it all going on right now, college football as well. You can get great odds boosts and promotions on your favorite local teams. When you download the app, they even have a Tennessee tab for you to select to get those odds boosts and promotions on your favorite local sports teams. You can bet it all at Superbook Sports, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose, go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, how will you feel about it if they don't move? Let me get out my shock face, says Stephen King. Yeah, he's not going to be shocked. No feeling for Theron. Andrew uh, Frill on YouTube says, I expect them to not make a move, so it won't matter to me. I'll say this, because um, Major Keys is disappointed, and, and I typically understand that. Sin City Titan says, we already know no trades are coming. This is the team to take us to the Super Bowl. Well, that's a pretty interesting position. Um, you know, it is it is rare that, and and maybe this is, you know, maybe I'm just running this through my prism, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, speak for what I think would be a majority of you, but like for a five-win football team through seven weeks of, of the NFL and having already had their bye, like it is rare that you have a team this clearly and obviously dominating their division, but with no real expectation of Super Bowl right now. Now, I mean, last year's Bengals team did it. They had zero expectations of reaching a Super Bowl even halfway through the NFL season. Um, so it's not like things like that are unprecedented and I'm certainly smart enough. I'm not very smart, but I'm smart enough to not bet against them in any, uh, in any particular situation because they do have an uncanny knack for making people eat their words in games where they have no business being it. That defense will all get, always give you a chance, but who the, the offensive issues, um, you know, that this is the team to take them to the Super Bowl, I uh, I think that's a pretty interesting evaluation just given what lies ahead in the conference. Buffalo, Kansas City, these overwhelming offenses that are also good enough on defense to maybe not match your efforts on defense, but certainly to cause an opposing offense problems. Uh, Titans and Truth says it would say John Robinson thinks we are just fine the way we are, and that's not good. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would, well, that that would be correct. Uh, yes, it would it would look around. It would be a situation where they looked around and said, "Is there anything out there that would substantially make us better? That is worth us sacrificing? You know, whether it's cap space, draft capital, whatever they are, uh, whatever they're hanging on to." Um, I would say that uh, I would say that yeah, if he decides not to make a move, then he's doing a cost benefit analysis. However, he does the cost benefit analysis situations and uh and uh and says okay risk not necessarily worth worth the reward he's only done one in-season trade um and that was for Desmond King who I was surprised um to still see playing as of uh, yesterday with the Houston Texans this season um but Desmond King the corner in the 2020 season where they were just absolutely ravaged on the back end and they needed they needed bodies just generally bodies. They got Desmond King for a, from the Chargers for a sixth round pick, um, and he he was only a rental here. So that's really the that's that it's not really it's the only in regular season transaction that John Robinson has made that way. 
So if they were not to make a move, it would say to me, okay, like, you know, they're going to roll with this thing and, and see what ends up happening. But, um, you know, I, I could not, I would not blame anybody for being disappointed, uh, for being disappointed in a spot like that, uh, because it would, it would signify that, yeah, you're just going to have to gut it out and gr- gut grit and grind, right? Grizzly style grit and grind your way to the finish line or as close to the finish line as you are capable of getting. Uh, Sin City Titan says Dennis Kelly was an in-season trade. I believe, because I went through the transactions on this, Dennis was a uh, preseason trade, not a regular season trade. I mean, regular season trade. Um, So I believe Dennis was acquired in the preseason of 17? Because it was the last... 17 or 16, it was one of the malarkey years because uh, I know I just forever in my head ringing number 71 reporting as eligible in the exotic smash mouth uh, offense that they ran under Terry Robisky. We have enough cap to sign Odell. I mean, yeah, but that assumes that Odell Beckham Jr. wants to play here. And I think, you know, I, we talked about this last week. I think I think Taylor Lewan's full of shit. <laughs> about, uh, I think Taylor's full of shit about about Odell really wanting to play that badly for the Titans. How could any wide receiver look around? Uh, there's only one. There's only one wide receiver touchdown for the Titans on the season. <laughs> um, you know, and and while I think Odell would wants to play at a place where he's appreciated, he also wants to play at a place where he can you know be celebrated for uh, doing more than run blocking, and and certainly that's not Tennessee. So uh, I think that's. Uh, I think that's just a bit nonsensical. Anyway, um, so we will continue to monitor the situation and uh, and see how this thing comes about. 3 p.m. tomorrow, Central Time, the trade deadline. And it will be, uh, it's always curious what they do, even though most of the time they don't end up doing anything. Um, that's it's the, it's the big difference between the NFL, the NBA, and MLB. Like, there's always significant transactions around those other two major sports deadlines. In the NFL, there's, there's just really, there's really nothing out there. Uh, really nothing out there that that makes um, that makes anything meaningful uh, makes anything meaningful happen uh what you mean Buck says Tracy Lamar what do I mean about what you're gonna have to be more specific uh, if uh, if you want me to expand on something because that's not terribly informative what do I mean about what there's a couple of different things uh, who would be the star player you would pick Buck star player for what that they would trade for? Oh, I mean, I don't know that I would trade for a star player. Um, like, why's it got to be a why? Uh, why's it got to be um, a a star player? I I just think they need a left tackle. Like, I don't give a shit if he's if he's uh, you know a Pro Bowler. I don't care if he's um, I don't care if he's got pedigree. I just care that he does better in pass protection than Dennis Daly. And nobody's really, nobody's really trading guys like that. Like the Andre Dillard thing makes a lot of sense, but also like Philadelphia is looking around and be like, why the hell would we get rid of a tackle that we may need at some point? That's nuts. He's a former first round pick and he's the backup. Like there is uh, <laughs> teams don't trade away quality offensive linemen like that. It's rare that that happens as they show Derrick Henry highlights at halftime of this uh, Bengals and Brown's game. Tracy Lamar says one touchdown says more about the wide receivers. No, of course not. Have you seen this offense? It's horrendous. Um, the passing game is horrendous. It doesn't say more about the wide receivers. It says more about the offensive line that can't block for the quarterback. Well, the starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill for him to be able to execute, uh, with these wide receivers. 
Yesterday, the issue was that the quarterback playing was not able to accurately hit wide open tight ends or wide receivers in stride. He was not able to uh, be terribly accurate. He was throwing passes behind the receivers with regularity. He looked uncomfortable. And that, you know, that's okay. Malik Willis is, is there were going to be some growing pains no matter what uh, the result was yesterday, win or lose. But I don't think it says anything about the wide receivers. The wide receivers are, are the most dependent position on the field and everything else around them. And if the offensive line is awful the way it has been awful in pass protection throughout the course of the season, then the quarterback is not going to have the opportunities to get more of a uh, passing game developed, not just quick rhythm passing. They have a lot of deep, long developing routes when they run their play action concepts that you can't get off if you can't block anybody. And they sure as hell cannot block anybody at this point. Um I, uh, what about Isaiah Wynn from the Pats as Kyle Jones? I, uh, you know, Isaiah Wynn is interesting. I, I don't, I can't say that I'd rule it out. It just depends on, on what they'd want for him. They want a third for Andre Dillard says Brian Badillo. I don't, I don't think they would do that. I, like I said, I don't think, I don't think this, I don't think, uh, this is a, uh, this is a situation that you want. No, is it no GPR? No, no GPR either way. Um, forget a trade, get Eric Fisher off the couch. I know that they, uh, <laughs> I know that they, um, you know, I know that they have a knack for doing things with players who are currently unemployed, um, by other NFL teams better than just about any other NFL team, you know, whether it's Andrew Adams, whether it's Buster screen, Dontrell Hilliard, Deontay Foreman, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of you know, continued, you know, there's a lot of stories like that. Eric Fisher, though, I was thoroughly not impressed with him as a Colt last year. And they, you know, the Colts thought that they were better off without him at left tackle. And look how horrendous they are at this point throughout the, uh, throughout the course of the regular season. All right, let's move on to some stadium strife at this point. Uh, if Lawan comes back, you'll think he'll be okay with a move to left guard. If we draft a left tackle, no. <laughs> what? No. Taylor Taylor's never played any position but left tackle. Uh what is, he's one, he's not coming back. Well, he's probably not coming back. I can't say definitively that they're going to keep him, but he's almost certainly getting cut at the end of the season. And he's not one, he's not a guard. You're doing him a disservice if you would even think about moving him inside. And two, uh, it's no. Just it's it's going to be okay. You're going to move on and everybody will be fine. Um all right. I uh let's talk about stadium strife. The one thing that I want to uh want to see in every NFL stadium moving forward based off a couple of results this weekend. We'll do that after I tell you about the uh speaking of results. Results is what you'll get when you go to TrueMav Fitness. A new way to work out, a better way to work out is available for you at truemavfitness.com. That's where you go for your first workout free. If you want to do boot camp style classes, they've got it. If you want to do personal training, they've got you covered too. If you want to sign up for a membership and take advantage of their open gym and continue to reach your goals, True Math Fitness is the place for you. You can schedule your first class today in the Mind Body app. It's so simple. You, you pick from all manner of different time slots, and it's for every level of fitness, no matter what you are trying to get started or continue to elevate yourself, truemathfitness.com is where you go. So, what's one thing that you need to include uh, in a? Uh, what's one thing that you need to include in 
any NFL stadium, any football stadium moving forward? That's the question. Well, I don't know how many of you saw this Michigan State fight that now uh, Jim Harbaugh is saying that he expects there to be uh, legal recourse, but Michigan has a tunnel situation, much like Buffalo, where both teams have to come out of the same tunnel, and it creates a lot of ba- bad opportunities for teams and players to fight. Jeff Simmons and uh, who was it? Bobby uh, Bobby Hart, the offensive tackle for the Bills, getting into it uh, in the tunnel as both teams were leaving the field, causing a problem. Bobby Hart got a significant fine for that. Then this situation happens with Michigan State and a Michigan player in ways that now Jim Harbaugh is demanding legal recourse. So we had to uh, bleep out the audio, but the, there's currently, obviously, a bunch of Michigan State players tossing around a Michigan player because they're in the same tunnel and they're getting ready to come out during halftime. And it's just a total cluster bleep in the middle of all of this. And, you know, I mean, 90% of things that happen on a football field anyway are assault, but this is legitimately uh, this is legitimately guys just beating the holy hell out of a player who's stuck in the locker room. Here's Jim Harbaugh on it earlier uh, this week. Uh, right now we have a... Uh ongoing police investigation um what happened in the tunnel was egregious uh, sickening to watch the videos the ones that are uh that are on social media right now and uh also the abc tunnel cam it's in a in a um higher elevation that shows shows much more of uh of what took place um as I said, those are those are uh, sickening to watch. Uh, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that these uh, will not in, um, uh, that they won't. I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are uh, are uh, are bad and. Um, it's clear what what transpired. It seems uh, very very open and shut. You know, as they say, uh, watch the tape. Um, I'm coming from this from a perspective of uh, of being a parent, and these young men um, are entrusted to me by their families and to our program, and we have the responsibility to each player uh, to treat them like our own, and I take that responsibility very seriously. Um, an apology will not get the job done in this instance. Uh, there should be serious consequences uh, for the, the many individuals that are culpable. And on behalf of the 22, 2022 Michigan football team, um, our players, our coaches, our staff, our university, um, this has been a very traumatic experience um, for everybody especially uh, for uh, Jaden and Jaman, and um, we will support them. We'll support, support, support them and, uh, and their families in every possible way. There just has to be, there has to be two tunnels for teams to enter and, and exit um, onto the playing surface and off the playing surface. There's too many instances of this. Shit, it happened last night between uh, – uh, oh, who's the Green Bay corner that was drafted out of Louisville a couple of years ago and Stephon Diggs? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Either way, like it just creates so many of these toxic, potentially toxic and dangerous situations that uh, it's something that every stadium absolutely has to 
have included moving forward. There's just too much liability that is involved there. Jair Alexander. Thank you, T-Von. 28-10 on YouTube. All right. It's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, We'll talk a lot more about the trade deadline stuff. I'll give you guys as much detail as humanly possible tomorrow on the radio show. And certainly, if anything happens, we'll react to it tomorrow night on prime time. Tomorrow on the radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, we will uh, have voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. And it'll be great. It's always great to talk to Mike, but we'll get his evaluation of where this team is so far. We'll also talk to Chris Doring, former Florida wide receiver and SEC network analyst about Brian Harson, who was fired at Auburn and who the coaching candidates are for another SEC opening. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We will do it again tomorrow night if I don't talk to you on the radio show at 10. See you guys. There's All right, we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, All that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>